Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Faces of TDI podcast series. Today, I'm going to be chatting with author and brain injury survivor, Patty Foster, and we're going to be talking all about hope after brain injury. This episode is brought to you by Minnesota Functional Neurology, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health rehabilitation in the Twin Cities. They've greatly helped me and many others throughout the country. Find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hello, everyone. I am Amy Zalmer, and you are listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injuries one podcast at a time. For those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014, and I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council. And I have recently released my first book, Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal. You can learn more about me and upcoming podcasts at facesoftbi.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Today, our guest is Patty Foster, and Patty was a media personality and voice talent for more than a decade until she horrifically suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. Patty now travels around the world speaking and offering hope to others as they learn to cope with the effects of a brain injury. So, Patty, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's super to get to be with you today. Yes, I, I met Patty when I was in Austin um, when I spoke at the Texas Brain Injury Conference. And so mm-hmm. I'm glad that we're able to connect now on the podcast. So, definitely, Patty, I would love to have you um, give our listeners your, uh, your story. Um, tell everyone how you suffered your brain injury. It was in your bio, but I cut it out because I wanted you to tell it. Um, So I'm going to let you share what happened to you, and how long ago was it? It was actually, I just crossed the 15-year mark. It was June 18th, 2002. And down here, I just moved back down south. I'd been in Michigan, Indiana, doing radio at WFRN, a friend of the family. And uh, I had just moved back down south when the wreck happened. So I was down here in Texas. Uh, And also, oh, Amy, before I go on, a special hello to you from uh, Texas Brain Injury Alliance. I was just with Kelly and some others from there Aww. in an Austin meeting for the state. So, love to you. <laughs> um, Thank you. But isn't it true, though, Amy? Yes, you're welcome. How we need each other, how we can help each other, how, how we can be there for each other to kind of, as I often say, kind of may we start down that wall of self-protection so we can help each other because we need each other along this road of, I mean, you know what I'm saying, all of life, whatever the adversity is that, you know, you may be struggling with or dealing with because 
with just like the organization I'm with and uh, hope after brain injury, so it is. We need hope along this road, like like your book, Amy, and you know, going through and finding the new norm and the road back, and 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 just how one never knows what's along, you know, the potholes of life. But don't give up, don't stop, because we can we can be there to help each other. And like you mentioned in the bio that I'd been in media all my life and. Thank goodness I can, it's still in, you know, it's still in me hot. It's still in me gut. And I love doing it and connecting with people um, because really kind of in my gut, relationships is still what it's all about. And, um, but with with the whole brain injury stuff, I was, I was dead at the scene. A, a semi, you can envision this with me, a semi pulling a trailer full of cars, barreling down the highway at 70 miles per hour, plowed into the back of our completely stopped Tahoe at red light intersection. All lanes of traffic were full, 645 in the evening. I was sitting behind the driver. There were four of us, all the other ladies on our way to meet the others, the other group. We had completely stopped at the red light. All of us had our seatbelts on. I had just my seatbelt to turn and check on some flowers I had behind, you know, in SUVs behind the the second row. Mm-hmm. You have that storage area. Yeah. Okay, so I took off my seatbelt to tr- check on those. For what reason? I don't know. I don't remember. But bam, that's when the impact happened. I mean, Amy, that dude did not put his brakes on, slow down at all. He didn't see the red light. He ended up. We were his brakes. He plowed into us at seven. Wow. Well, it was actually 67 point something miles an hour. Amy, he had five different drugs in his blood system. Plus, he was talking on oh, the cell phone. Oh, that's so frightening. Come on. And so, okay, you can imagine how, you know, how my body is turned. You know that you can see the angle of me behind the driver. I'm turned to check on the flowers. So when the impact, bam, jolted the Tahoe, then that tonnage, it, it ejected me out of the back opposite side of the Tahoe. You know, you know where those, you know, the fake windows are that really can't be open. Well, this hot head of mine plowed into it on that right side. And uh, then the rest of my body followed. So of course, you know, the, the metal frame of the body, it's just ripping me open. And um, even some of the eyewitnesses, is, and I've gotten to meet some of them, but not all of them. And they said, Patty, when your body came out, they said, you didn't like go down. I mean, you know, gravity normally is going to bring you down or you'll hit a, a, a pole or a tree or something. They said, your body went up into the air. And they said it was very odd because it was almost like you were suspended in the air above that very SUV you had just been ejected out of. And when it had moved from beneath you, then they said, down to the ground your body went and skidded some three stories across the highway and stopped in a lane of traffic. And there, everything went dark and stopped. Uh, wow. And, abrupt, and yeah. you said you were dead on the scene? Right, right. No pulse to be found. Wow. And they said I had lost well over 60% of my blood. Um, I mean, too gross or graphic. Uh, 
but I mean, you know, Amy, I mean, it just kind of ripped open. I mean, you can imagine like where my face, you know, when it kind of catapulted into that, that fake glass in the frame of the Tahoe, uh, from the, okay. If you were to look inside of my right ear, that's where the scar begins. Then it comes across my face and my eyeball and all of that orifice in that right area and then across my forehead. And Amy, it would be very much like you had taken your fingers and said, oh, let me rip back her face and just see how the brain and body and head were put together. And all of it were ripped back to the back of my skull. And so you got raw flesh. But then from the impact, everything on that right side, that orifice, all that area, fractured in the right eye, was hanging out of its orifice onto the highway. Um, and then I was fractured you, all the way down the, the spine, you know, the C6, C7, the thoracic, lumbar, pelvic area, fingers, toes, femurs, everything. Uh, and so I was just drenched in my blood, so I was that color. Uh, but they said there's, there's no hope, and the pulse is gone. She's, that, that body's dead. So they pulled the white sheet over me, assuming I'm dead. Wow. Apparently, Amy, some of the people... I mean, you know how when something happens that we're all curious, we want to know, we want to see. And so, of course, 911 was inundated with calls. But some of the people had gathered around kind of the unknown mass beneath the white sheet. And some of them were shielding that unknown mass from the scorching sun heat because it was over 100 degrees still. And... uh you know, and, and one of them heard a gurgling noise come from beneath the white sheet. So that's when they contacted the acute care again. And the second life flight helicopter was contacted, landed at the scene. And as the flight medic and flight nurse were trying to stabilize me and get me onto it to take me back to the ER, um, they said, Patty, we were trying to keep you out of shock. But they said, your body went Phoom. It just shut down into a coma. So for six weeks, I was a, I was very much like a living dead person, and the machines kept me going alive. And so, how long did you say you were in a coma? Six weeks. Right. Oh. Yeah. So, and and then what? And, and I, so, I was in the acute. I'm kinda, it's a little frightening, you know, that the police on scene wrote you off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. fortunately, somebody else, like, heard you gurgle, um, you know, and, and you're here today. You're here 15 years yeah. later to share the story. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's – so maybe, tell us a little bit about your recovery. What was that like? Wow. Just, I mean, just like you can relate, just killer hard. And you know how it is. I mean, and as I was waking up from the coma, you know, it wasn't like, oh, hello world, I'm back. Uh, it was a slow, you know, one baby step forward, yes. a million back. Uh, and, and, I mean, you can relate of what you've gone through of how tough it was. What, I mean, constant obstacles to to have to fight to even take that next breath or to 
to, to learn to blink, to learn to see out of that eye. Because, I mean, you know, like, like the online summit you put together, and um, um, I think it was Jill, Dr. Schultz, who mentioned about, like, I was looking at my notes, like 70 to 90% or something like that of, of most brain injury survivors or concussions, they have some kind of a visual uh, vision problem, an issue. And so it is with mine. I mean, it was obvious going to be having an incredible issue with the uh, eyeball hanging out because the doctors had prepared my family for the worst, of course. They said if she does live, she will be a persistent vegetable. No, maybe, perhaps, kind of, sort of. They said she'll never see out of her right eye. She'll never speak again. She'll never talk in a complete sentence. She'll never walk. She'll never have any personality like she had before or vocation, career, profession, anything, any way to help anyone else. But uh, it's, it's very much like Amy and the whole BIAA that in, in brain injury, you're not alone. And how we need uh-huh. each other. And uh, I mean, you know, just the, just the power of presence, just to have someone there. Someone to be near, or someone who will touch you or stay close to you or just give you love and give you support and courage to even want to take that next baby breath, that next baby step or scoot or swallow or whatever. Everything was such a, a fight. You know, and uh, what a what a fight to live because I mean, you know, and so many people have heard about it, and uh, but when you experience it firsthand, ha, ah, perspective has changed, and I learned very deep things about what really yeah. matters. Mm. Patty, how long would it say? How, how long would you say that it took you to come to an acceptance? Um, I know I spoke to Carol Starr yesterday, and she's 18 years out, and she said it took her, you know, a good five years to come to terms with who she is. Um, How long would you say it took you? Yes, I believe uh, definitely five years and beyond because I remember Amy. It wasn't until five years later that I had my first uh, recollection, inclination, whatever you would call it, of a little taste of there's life in there with Patty Foster. I don't know if that makes sense. But in yes, those, it, I remember it was five years before I have even one of those. So I would say it was even beyond there before I began to... Because I think that accepting thing for me was really kind of like a birthing process. Not that I've given birth, but it's, I would think it would be similar to that because uh, it wasn't quick. It wasn't uh, expected or any pattern mm-hmm. or any rhythm. Yeah. Take you a while yeah. as well? Yeah. Well, you know, my injury wasn't nearly as severe as yours, but I, I, I would say it was at least, It was close to two years before I finally resolved to, okay, this might be the best I ever get. 
and once yeah. I kind of came to having that that attitude, like, okay, you know, what if this is the best? I have to make the best of it. Um, and then that's when I began to heal more, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of released yes. the anger and the frustration, and yeah. that allowed me to have the energy to try to heal. You are so right. Yes. And, you know, even you're saying that, Amy, I'm sorry, uh, reminds me very much of something that's been on my mind just recently. In fact, I wrote it down, is embed courage, embed courage in others, embed that courage to keep trying. And, and, you know, because to embed something uh, is very much to, you have to kind of, dig in or dig deep or dive in so that it becomes a part of a fabric of something, the making of something. And very much like you said, to to release that anger, oh, that's huge. It's very much to me kind of like, and, and my brain works in visuals even more now, but it's very much like I see, like when you said that, I was seeing like an ivy tube and it's very much like there were, uh, clamps on the IV tube but when you and when I and when we release that anger or release that hostility or release that oh I'm going to get you back when that is released and it's like the lifeline is opened in the IV tube so that that life can get to the vitals of me to live to, to try to live to attempt to live to go out of my way to live and, and others to come alongside us and to help us along this road and mm-hmm. different avenues, different steps. You know, I, I hear all the time in my Facebook group, you know, I see people that are really frustrated because they're, you know, six months out, yeah. two years out, and they're not seeing improvement and they're really frustrated yeah. or they're the caregiver and they're frustrated and yes. that's why, I, you know, I have such an appreciation for, like, you and Carol who are much further out. And, you know, it did take you longer. It took you, you know, five years, ten years to really start coming to grips. And I think yeah. by hearing your guys' stories, it can, ca- yeah. it, it can help other people heal sooner because they know mm. that there's hope beyond where they're at. Ooh, so important. Oh, you're so right. In fact, you know, Amy, you're saying that reminds me of, uh, I think it was yesterday, I was speaking with, uh, here in Tarrant County in Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, we were speaking with the uh, 2017 Summer Form TAGS, stands for Tarrant Area uh, Gerontological Society. And we were working with a lot of the nurses, case managers, case workers, uh, and so forth. Of They were really kind of targeting brain injury. And as we were talking, I remember uh, a quote came up to me, and I, I scribbled it on my, my pad when I remembered it, because my, my desk is covered with Post-it notes because they are my short-term memory uh, because so much uh-huh. is forgotten, and I, I don't <laughs> I want to forget, yeah. <laughs> You know, (laughs) and there's a quote that I have on my desk, on my post-it note by Helen Keller. And this soul connects to my gut, to my deep place. Uh, She said, 
character is not developed in quiet and ease, only through experience, trial, and suffering can the soul be strengthened, vision cleared, ambition inspired, and success revealed. And I believe that character, that chiseling of the character, wow, what a deep, incredible architecture that is on our lives of who we are, why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Helen Keller has some amazing quotes, you know, yes. and and when you think about someone going through this world, not being able to see, hear, and talk, right? Like, wow. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. Well, and just like uh, the other day, I wrote this one down too. Here's a, uh, a quote by Mark Twain. And when, when uh, we were talking just the other day when I was at a state meeting for the advisory council for the Texas Brain Injury Advisory Council, uh, we talked about this uh, Mark Twain quote. And I think it said something to the effect, I scribbled it down about uh, something to the effect of like, the, the only person happy with change is a baby with wet diapers, with a wet diaper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that I makes love sense. that. <laughs> <laughs> so perspective so, Patty, matters. <laughs> yes, perspective absolutely matters, and that's kind of what I was going to say. You know, once you kind of – you know, I, so I hear a lot of people that have their grumpy pants on and, oh, this sucks, yeah. I can't stand this, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're never going to feel better. You're never going to, you're never going to get better with that attitude. And, you know, yeah. I know it's a lot easier to say than do to change your attitude, um, but it's critical, don't you think, in, in recovery oh. and finding that hope? Yes, because I believe very much, Amy, that that coping, how we learn to cope, can truly lead us toward hope. And I know that sounds basic or simple, but I believe it's profound. I believe it's true, just like you said. I mean, our attitude towards something can very much affect our outside. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, your 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 inside, your attitude, or your mind, or or acceptance or not acceptance or denial or that you acknowledge something can make a huge difference. And uh, I, I just very much believe, in fact, it's okay. This just came to my mind there. I'd scribbled this down too. Uh, when you said that, Amy, that a few years after the wreck, you know, as I was learning to, to cope and my brain was learning to wake up and learning to function again. And that, that neuroplasticity was kicking into gear. Uh, this question came to me. <laughs> Patty Foster, and I pass this along to everyone in the entire world, made this question just reverberate over and over in your mind. Simply this, what does your life say when your mouth is not moving? That, oh. I believe has a deep impact, deep impression, deep, just a, a dent on on our 
choosing, I mean, you know what I'm saying, Amy, of, of choosing to, yeah. to, to try to cope with something or, or, or choose to even want to have hope, to go toward it, maybe just, maybe just let down that wall of self-protection, just baby step by baby step. But what a difference those small things make. I mean, you know, I mean, how, you know, what you would say about how small things can make a huge difference. You're so right. Mm. Patty, we are down to just a few minutes. Um, The half hour flies by. Um, What what final words of wisdom, what what do you want to leave our listeners with um, in regards to hope and recovery? Don't give up. Don't don't give up. It very much reminds me of, uh, I was reading my notes of the, the uh the brain health online summit that you put together uh, I think of was that a few months ago? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, the first week of okay. June. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. And um I remember something that Braden said, uh Jamie and Braden uh Bentz, I think was the last yeah. name. But yeah. I loved when he talked about, you know, basically Keep looking for that right doctor. You know, don't don't give up. Don't yes. throw in the towel. He's out there. That right doctor is out there. Keep looking. Keep searching. And uh, you will find him or her eventually. But don't quit. Don't stop. And very much like my motto that came to me years after I began waking up from the coma, mad now, make a difference now, because we don't know how many moments we have left. I mean, forget days or mornings or hours, just moments. We never know how many moments we have left. So while we have this moment, lay hold of it. And if you can't remember or you're too busy, write yourself a note and go about it later and and send that note of encouragement to someone. I call them notes of vitamin B12. Because it gives strength to ye heart, and we need that, and we need that encouragement. So don't stop. Ask for help. Request help, and yeah. and persevere. Yeah, we can help each other. We need each other. Absolutely, we do. And I wrote down your mm-hmm. quote, what you said earlier: "Embed courage in others to keep trying." And Amen. I mean. I think that absolutely <laughs> sums up what advocacy is, and that is yeah. what we are doing. We are, you know, that's why we write. That's why we speak yeah. at conferences. It's why we yeah. do what we do is to encourage yeah. others to not lose Ooh. hope. So I wrote Amen. that quote down, Patty, yeah. <laughs> and I am using that. <laughs> With oh, your, good on you. you. But I am using Cheers that. to you. <laughs> <laughs> See, we could do that. It's a That's perfect it. quote. <laughs> I well, love Patty, that. It I has love been that. such a pleasure having you here. This is a wonderful, Please. inspiring conversation. And I thank you so much thank for you. being here and for all that you do for the community. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I thank appreciate you. the opportunity because, like you said, hope 
after brain injury. We need that. We can help each other. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And another thank you to our sponsor, Minnesota Functional Neurology. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain rehabilitation in the Midwest. Find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. And again, be sure to visit facesofcbi.com to listen to previous podcasts and see any upcoming topics that we have. We have a really amazing lineup coming up in August and September, so be sure to stay tuned. So thank you again for listening. All of you have a wonderful day, and we'll see you again next time. Bye, everyone.